Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include my interview with Jay Arnasia, Group Product Manager at Simple Nexus, on how e-closing improves closing processes and lender profitability, and what the latest record inflation print signifies for the bond market. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus. An Encino company, an award-winning developer, and mobile-first technology for the modern mortgage lender. Nexus Closing brings together borrowers, lenders, title partners, and notaries for a modern, streamlined closing experience. With the ability to facilitate traditional closings, hybrid closings, and full e-closings, Nexus Closing is powerful enough to flex to your preferred workflow. To learn more, visit SimpleNexus.com. Speaking of which, for today's interview, I wanted to bring onto the show JR Nasia. Jay has spent her entire career digitizing and redesigning the mortgage closing and post-closing processes. Early on, she worked in correspondent and wholesale lending, where she specialized in MERS administration for several organizations and ran the closing department of Greenpoint Mortgage's highest producing branch before the lender was purchased by Capital One. She spent more than a decade leading product teams at MERS Corp directly, then went on to consult for Freddie Mac, where she helped high-profile lenders make improvements to their processes and the customer experience. Today. Jay is helping to usher in a new age of digital closings that scale back paperwork, get loans to funding faster, and emphasize borrower single sign-on convenience. So Jay, tell us a little about your background and your role at Simple Nexus. My background, I've uh, been in the mortgage industry for 30 years now, all in the closing, post-closing space ecosystem, building homegrown and commercial tech to reduce or remove paper and increase efficiencies. And I've spent about 11 years um, off those um, at MERS building and maintaining MERS system and MERS e-registry. And also consulted at some major institutions, including Freddie Mac, most recently. And at Simple Nexus, my role essentially is related to the paperless mortgage and where e-closing plays a big part in that to give our industry an end-to-end digital mortgage. So from a product perspective, I run teams that build the and maintain the closing um, solutions, including any affiliated or ancillary solutions, e-notes, vault, and integrations we have. And e-closing is definitely a hot topic in the industry right now. How does hybrid and full e-closing improve closing processes and lender profitability? Great question, Robin. Yes, it is definitely um, a time where most lenders um, and I guess the entire ecosystem is recognizing that that is that last part to provide the full digital mortgage experience. And uh, I look at it as if a lender's initial goal is to provide that mortgage experience to their borrowers, then you pretty much are looking at at some point having a fully closed in your tool set. But where do you start? Essentially, if your first goal is just for savings, um, you're trying to save on FTE time, you're trying to save on just hard costs that you have, you have to start with hybrid. That'll give you efficiencies right away in your closing and post-closing departments because you're going to see less errors, more complete packages coming in, and you're really allowing for your staff to be able to work from anywhere as well. So 
it's it's very helpful. It's uh, truly uh, a benefit to start on hybrid. And then if your next goal, of course, is liquidity, reduce number of days on your warehouse line. If you are using your warehouse line, even if you're not, you increase your own liquidity by getting these funded out in the market faster. Uh, you want to include eNote. And eNote is essentially your implementation and integration into that space. Once you do that and you have RON with it, you really have your full end-to-end -end digital mortgage. And your total savings, I would say that you could get up to, uh, on a notarized market-wise study, uh, the number calculated was about $444 per loan. And I, I think it's a number where people, if you look at it, you can actually break down and see where that savings is coming from. So even if decision makers at mortgage companies are recognizing e-closing as the last part to a complete digital mortgage experience, what do lenders see as the biggest obstacles in adopting e-close technology? I think some of the obstacles that they're seeing, and I'll put my lender hat where you know we spend a lot of time in operations as well, is they haven't had to pay attention to closing and post-closing as much. It has happened and back office teams take care of it. So now lenders are having to look at the workflows in that area, uh, but they're realizing it is pretty straightforward. You really have to assess your objectives. As I mentioned, if your objectives is one savings and generate revenue, then you start with hybrid. So you have to sort of work through your obstacles of who do I assign as a resource? Do my resources know our workflows? who all are our partners in the back end. Uh, all this time lenders have paid a lot of attention to the front end and you could see the benefits on the front end because we now have no real 1003 applications unless somebody is really looking to fill a handwritten application. You have electronic disclosures. You really don't have the paper for as far as pay stubs, W-2s and all are concerned. Um, so this is that last piece that I think if we start paying attention to it, the obstacles are no different than what folks saw in that front end. Um, but if we start paying attention to it, give it the resources it needs, uh, there is a lot that can be accomplished on this for the lenders. And some of the lenders I talk to are really amazed and thankful for the amount of support that there is in the e-close world, just from all the resources available from investors to warehouse banks, to servicers, uh, to custodians, and how much good is happening in these auto certifications of e-notes. So the obstacles really are, how do I put the resources in? Where do I go to answer questions? I say, just come to your technology solutions providers. Uh, we have really productized those integrations. So making it seamless. I think the logical next question is, what are best practices for organizations that are ready to adopt e-closing? I would say establish your champions. I've said this for a bit now, and it still holds true. If you are just starting, or whether you started and you skinned your knees a little bit, or you're progressing continuously and you're really looking to scale, keep those champions, keep those folks that use technology in their everyday uh, workings as well, and they truly understand the benefit of it. it essentially saves you time and generates revenue. Keep those champions 
in every area, in your sales area, in your operations area, in your closing and your post-closing area. So these champions are essential to really help the organization understand these are our objectives. Here's what we were doing in paper. Here's what the technology can do. Let's work through this and let's build that workflow to work with the technology. And you then see all your savings and your scaling. Um, I think apart from champions, you do have to work with your trading partners. I mentioned a few warehouse banks, servicer, investors, uh, but also your title companies. I think the folks that see a lot of success early on, fast and continuously are the ones that work very closely with their title companies because there is a handoff to title that occurs. And if you have a good rapport relationship and continuous dialogue with the title company, you truly are successful in the closing space. So that's one of the difference I would say that the automation and closing brings about is that collaboration with title. And let's talk about Nexus closing specifically. As borrowers heard at the start of the podcast, Nexus closing offers borrowers the convenience of a single sign-on. What else sets Nexus closing apart from other closing solutions? If you really look at Nexus closing, it is part of the simple Nexus platform and it sits at the hub to allow you to do that full digital mortgage with borrower single sign-on with your LO experience all the way from Nexus engagement where you are able to engage with the realtor, the loan officer and all parties in that transaction. And you continue moving forward and you have Nexus origination where your loan can be processed, it can get to closing. And at Nexus closing, your borrower by that time and your LO have all been in the same place. That's the single sign-on piece and you can close, right? So you can have a fully closing on the Nexus closing platform. Holistically, you have great LO experience. You're having great borrower experience. Your back office teams are working on the same platform. And as you move from that digital experience to that digital asset component for the organization, you're still on that same platform. You're using Simple Nexus. Uh, so Nexus closing acts as the hub there. But if you keep going on the borrower portal, the borrower is able to see their closing docs right away. So not only did they start as they wrap that mortgage closing, you see all your documents on the borrower portal right away. Any e-note, your notarized documents, everything. While your back office teams are seeing everything in the LOS that they need to see. And it doesn't stop there. That's the beauty of it all. You now also have Compensate and you have Nexus Vision. So you're able to keep going on with your experiences in the organization and then Nexus Vision get data back as to what occurred. So we're creating this whole loop uh, with Nexus closing being in the middle uh, from start to end. I think it really, really is beneficial for any organization that is considering uh, you know, efficiencies not only in the closing, but considering efficiencies in vendor management areas. Um, it's a huge benefit to organizations to reduce your uh, implications even in vendor management. Well, I know you're very busy in ushering a new age of digital closing. So I want to thank you for making the time to come on today and talk to me. Awesome. Thank you, Rob. 
We saw yesterday that U.S. inflation for consumers rose in March by the most since late 1981, largely due to gasoline and food, and reinforcing pressure on the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates 50 basis points at the next FOMC meeting. Treasuries and MBS prices actually rallied on the day, as some economic experts contend the current inflation reading of 8.5% is likely its peak. That is because, excluding volatile food and energy components, so-called core prices increased just 0.3% from a month earlier and 6.5% year-over-year. Less than expected, and due in large part to the biggest drop in used vehicle prices since 1969, and a price deceleration in other categories. Today's calendar has already seen the latest mortgage applications from MBA, which decreased 1.3% from one week earlier. Application activity was expected to remain subdued given continued increases in the 10-year yield, it rose 34 basis points alone last week, and mortgage rates, which are now sitting around 5% for an average 30-year fixed. On the bright side, mortgage purchase applications should tick up in the coming weeks moving into the spring home buying season. Later today brings the March Producer Price Index, a treasury auction of $20 billion of reopened 30-year bonds, remarks from Richmond Fed President Barkin, and the desk of the New York Fed conducting the last MBS purchase operation on the current schedule when it purchases up to $483 million of UMBS 15, 2% through 3%. We begin the day with agency MBS prices roughly unchanged from Tuesday and the 10-year yielding 2.72 after closing yesterday at 2.73%. Let's wrap up with the joke and some housekeeping. People who cheat on their taxes disgust me. This is not the kind of world I want to raise my 23 dependents in. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's tax season. Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the homeownership platform that unites people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus, an Encino company, visit simplenexus.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.